This is my second attempt at an intro because my first one was not good. So here we are. My name is Matt. This is my brother and co-host Steve. I Hello. guess is it is it in that order? Uh, it's it's in whatever order we say it in every time. If it's chronological, then yes, it is in that order. But if it's if it's if we're going in reverse chronological order, then no, I got the order wrong. You are co-host. Well, no, you can you can be both. It's 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 like uh, uh, time is a flat circle, I suppose. Uh, sure. Um, well, uh, we are also on, uh, we're on, not also, we are on Twitter, at Jays From Home, um, and, uh, and Mastodon, same thing, at Jays From Home, um, and Matt, you have a, a newsletter on Substack. Substack. Yeah, Matt com. So there, so is, there, is there your brain, all... is your brain separated into Substack, sort of like, uh, Spock's brain in Star Trek, uh, running a computer or something? I don't know how Spock's brain runs the computer. Uh, well, there's that, an episode that... where his brain is, is taken from his body and he's running a computer. Um, no, my brain is not separated into, into Substack. My 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 originally I had a logo, but it looked a little too kind of I don't know low low budget or whatever. But I had like a um, a baseball a catcher's mitt and a baseball inside of a an egg yolk to you know like the whole like this is your brain, this is your brain on oh, drugs. I see. This is my my brain on baseball. That's that's where the title comes from. If, if in case I, I know that you've always been wondering about that, so that's, that's <laughs> the um, okay. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we just launch into things? We have uh, well, we have some well, 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 let's 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 preview. We'll do a quick little preview because um, hopefully people tuning into this episode um, are, are are wanting to hear our, our the interview with Gibby that uh, is coming up later on in the show. So oh yeah, that's that was. Right. A, that w- that was a good talk. Um, just to kind of preview it a little bit, uh, uh, you you were working, so you couldn't you couldn't do the interview this time around. But um, Gibby and I sat down uh, via via um, via Zoom because he actually had he was dealing with COVID from all the all the all the contact with people and and, and media through his uh, his book tour uh, that's happening right now. Mm. But we talked we talked about uh, snowy owls in Ottawa. We talked about buffalo mentality we talked about the new rules we talked about uh lots of stuff we talked about you know coaching uh uh coaching the that that early 2010s royals uh team that eventually uh beat the jays to win the world series we talked about jose bautista and how he's going to be honored with a like level of excellence uh with the blue jays what else did we talk about and uh we talked about just yeah he he kind of as a as a catcher in the minors he he played with a lot of just interesting baseball minds and and young prospects like baseball minds like uh like jp ricciardi and people like that's how that's how he ended up getting his job as a manager with the mm-hmm. jays and and he he ended up kind of coming up with uh you know uh rafael palmero guys like that uh, uh juan gonzalez i think sammy no maybe not juan gonzalez sammy sosa is another guy that he that he played with early on so i'm kind of rambling now a little bit because i'm just trying to think of all the things that we talked about because well give, don't give it all away yeah, we can yeah, we give, can leave it me, till the interview yeah, yeah. Gibby has has a has a lot to say. You just ask him a question. It can be any question, and he'll he'll just go. <laughs> so, so you talked about snowy buffalo owls. Got it. Snowy um, buffalo owls. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into the results. Uh, they played uh, the Blue Jays 
to to date today, Sunday morning, uh, they played uh, five games, right? Because they were off Thursday. Uh, or were they, they off were Monday? Off Thursday. They were off. They're off Thursday. Uh, they are twelve and nine currently, sitting fourth in the AL East, which is a very tough division right now. Um, I believe they, all teams are above five hundred. If I, I think so. I think so. Something like that. Uh, could that that could change? I think Buffalo's right. Or, uh, Buffalo, Boston is right around uh, five five hundred. Like if not like a game up, above or below. So they they they're who knows what they're going to do. Um, but yeah, they they started the week out in Houston. Um, they Kevin Gossman had just a rough outing to start. He gave up seven runs in the first, and they ended up losing nine to two to the Astros. Um, you know, and if you're going to look for a silver lining in that start, he actually ended up like lasting I think five innings in that game. So he kind of you know spelled I guess the, that's the okay. a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, the, I, I didn't actually watch too many of these, uh, mostly because I know it's only an hour time difference, but, uh, they tend to be, uh, I, I prefer the seven o'clock start. So we'll just say that. Um, but Tuesday they won four to two. I think I, I saw this one actually, cause it, uh, um, this was Chris Bassett starting. Yeah. Um, I, I saw part of this one. I think I saw the. Uh, it was a come from behind win, wasn't it? Um, I'm thinking of a different I game. Don't remember. I don't. I don't think so. I think that they were kind of ahead most of the time. I I could be wrong on that though. Let's let's. Well, hang on. I have my, I've linked up to my when I have links here. I've linked up to my uh, Twitter box score. So let's just see where how the how the um, uh, scoring played out here. Um, but yeah, Bassett was 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 really strong in this in this outing. Um, it's not. It's not linking to my page here. Uh, hang on, just one sec. Bassett was really strong. He, he pitched six point one innings, gave up only three hits, and uh, uh, struck out five. So that was that was a pretty uh, strong outing from him. It's what we all kind yeah. of wanted to see. Okay, here we go. Um, all right, let's just take a look at the quick box score. Yeah, no, it was. They were ahead the whole time. They scored two runs in the fourth, two runs in the fifth. Um, Vladdy and uh, Matt Chapman both had home runs and. Uh, uh, Jordan Romano is uh, he got the save in that one? He's actually I think leading, leading the league right now in saves. He got his seventh save. Sorry. Um, right, and and well, we'll get to get to Romano and his saves later. But uh, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's good. Um, okay, so I, yeah, I guess I don't remember that game, but I, I thought I did watch at least some of it. Um, but um, anyway, did you watch? Did you watch the Wednesday game? Because that was a that was an interesting. Um, that was a bit of a heartbreaking game in a in a, in a like a massive heart attack kind of way near the end. Um, no, I think I think I saw. I think we had it on like briefly because we were watching. Uh, we caught up on the Mandalorian, so I think after after we watched that, saw the uh, the fi- the end of the game as the Astros uh, uh, piled on to win eight to one. Now let me ask you a question. Um, which was more disappointing, the the eight to one loss uh, to the Astros with the Jays, um, with with Ho- Jose Barrios having a really strong outing, uh, keeping it really close up until right at, right at the end when the when the Jays bullpen kind of um, blew up and, and and lost the game uh, right at the end, or was it the Mandalorian, which was you know had a pretty strong start <laughs> but kind of fizzled in the third season? Which was more disappointing, this game or the Mandalorian? Well, actually, I I disagree. The Mandalorian got uh, stronger, and uh, I I thought it was weaker at the beginning. So I would say the uh, the Blue Jays' loss was more disappointing. 
I got to just I, I think that this third season was 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 kind of all over the place for the Mandalorian. It was it was I wasn't a, I watched but I you know I I wasn't as captivated um as I was uh in the early going with the series. So both are equally um upsetting, I guess. Um yeah, Vladdy uh, in the first inning, he he actually struck out on a pitch clock violation and uh yeah, that was that was kind of uh disappointing for that to happen, but yeah, the Astros they scored six runs off of Zach Pop and Adam Simber in the in the bottom of yeah. the eighth. So that that kind of just uh Actually, yes, you know what? That was uh I see your note here. Jays leave the bases loaded uh, in the eighth. I do That's remember right, yeah. seeing that uh because uh they had no outs at the time when the bases were loaded and then they left them stranded which um uh i think at that time they could have it was 2 to 1 astros uh and they could have tied it at least uh, i don't know if you've heard of the acronym uh noble tiger uh i think it's something like no outs bases loaded um uh i, I can't remember the exact uh the exact acronym but it basically it works out to unable to score easy run or something um, and okay. it's it was it was uh, coined by Detroit Tigers fans. I, I think I that's see. why it's called Noble Tiger. Uh, okay, I'm yeah. just, I, 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 it sounds vaguely uh, familiar, but uh, yeah. But it, it's disappointing because they couldn't even get a, a fly ball to tie the game uh, on a on a sacrifice fly. So uh, mm-hmm. that that is also why the, it's I, more disappointing than the, the Mandalorian yeah. finale. But I kind of had the feeling that they weren't going to score on that one. It just kind of had that feel. And you know what? Just like watching the the Houston series, they the, the Astros are a lot better than their record would tell you. I think they're kind of around five hundred, maybe one game over, one game under, kind of thing. Um, their their bullpen, like they were just like you know uh, at, at some points just putting out their their bullpen arms to get the work in, and they're they like. And not in all cases. Sometimes the, the guys gave up some runs, but uh, their bullpen is pretty strong. And and so this this Astros team is just waiting to kind of uh, explode. So watch out for them. Right now, the Rangers, the Texas Rangers, are leading the the West Division, but I don't think that's going to sustain itself. So so you're saying the Astros are 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 ready to launch, uh, I guess. Um, or, uh, yes, or a sleeping noble tiger. Um, so, uh, so Friday was uh, a better game. Uh, Blue Jays yeah. won six to one. Um, yep. Kikuchi with another great game. I don't think he's had a bad game yet. No, no, he's been, he's been, he's been consistent, which is, which is good. Um, and this whole, it was a, it was a team effort, a solid team effort this game. They, they had, the hitting was strong. The the pitching was strong from, you, you know, like the starting pitching and the, and the relie- relievers. Um, so just every, everybody was, was, was doing well. Even Brandon Belt, he had, he went two for four, had a home run, a double, four RBIs. So that, you know, it's a, it's a great, solid team effort by the Jays all around. Yeah, it sounds like also that Belt is kind of coming around and just just had a slow start in the first. A week little bit. He's still it. he's still kind in of the first stumbling out of the out of the gate a little. He's striking out a little too much for my liking right now. But yeah, he is starting to get 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 some hits uh, put together. But I think he needs a little bit more consistency for my uh, comfort level. Um, okay, and Saturday yesterday, um, this one that was I, a. We didn't watch this one, but uh, we heard the... I kind of, for some reason, thought it was an evening game, so we missed most of the game, but uh, listened to the end of it on the radio while we were driving around. And I, I, I wouldn't call this one a disappointment because they were losing two to two to nothing, I think. 
um, and and they managed to tie it on a Danny Jansen home run in the top of the ninth. Well, there was no say. scoring um, throughout the whole game, basically, and up until the eighth inning. Um, Alec Manoa looked like he found his his whatever was was not working for him mechanically or whatever because he pitched seven innings, only gave up two hits, uh, one walk, five strikeouts. So he pitched really, really well in this game. Uh, but and and so did Garrett Cole. That's that's the problem. It was it was it was it was a very really, really uh, good pitching matchup to watch. Um, so yeah, there was no scoring up until basically the the, the bullpens came in, and yeah, uh, New York they scored two runs uh, off of a uh, uh, Anthony Volpe home run, and then who hit the home run for the Jays? Who was I it? just I just said Danny oh, Jansen. Danny Jansen, right, right. <laughs> uh, so he he hit a home run, which I, I I don't know, I wasn't expecting that, and and that tied up the game, and then and then yeah, DJ Lemay, you just kind of walked it off in the in the ninth inning after the bases were loaded. Yeah, that was Romano. Um, he didn't blow a save because it wasn't a save situation but he kind of kind of blew the game because he, he got the, the he got the loss as it, as it were in that in that situation yeah. but yeah it was it was not the ideal outcome but these two teams are pretty close in talent it's going to be interesting to see what happens this afternoon uh with uh uh with uh, kevin gossman taking them out see hopefully he has a much better start than he did against houston um, but this is this is a fun. Like I said before, the season started. This is a, a really fun rivalry that's 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 starting because there's also that uh, incident um, when when Vladdy got hit by a pitch, or was it Vladdy that got hit by the pitch uh, and he was kind of jawing at, at Rizzo uh, uh, in, in 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 the Friday game. So so they're, 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 oh, they've know. got some there's 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 some there's some bad blood that's starting to to to, to pop up and and Vladdy I think before the series started reiterated the fact that he did not want to ever play for the Yankees. Um, and then there was all the the clips about Manoa's comments about the Yankees and Garrett Cole popping up, and so this, this it's just it's fun. This is the, the you know like the, it's going to go back and forth. Uh, you know the, these these you know the overall record between the Yankees and the Jays is going to be pretty even. So that's going to be the frustrating part because it's going to be a little nerve wracking yeah. watching these games. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's go over our our weekly outcomes as our weekly outcomes. It. Yes. Um, who wants to start? Me or you? Um, I'll start because uh, I'll, I'll go with a strikeout. I didn't write this in because I just came up oh, yeah. with it just now. But okay. uh, I guess my strikeout would be um, the uh, the disappointing loss on Wednesday, uh, the eight to one loss. Uh, I'll call that a a strikeout for for me. Yeah, it was um, it was a, it was a heartbreaker, a massive heart attack. But it was a, it was a good, it was a good game though. Well, up until that point. Yeah, I guess I'll just say like you know it 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 was the uh, the the eighth inning bases loaded unable to score a tying run even that uh, and then to just give up a uh, uh, six runs to to seal their fate so to speak yeah yeah so that that yeah yeah that that was yeah not fun to watch um, yeah that's a strikeout for sure. Um, my strikeout um, is George Springer. He was actually again against the Astros. I think he spent went the whole series uh, hitless against the Astros. And in general, I think he's kind of having a bit of a slow start. So that's that's my strikeout. Just you know, it would have been nice to see. I think if Springer had some success against the Astros, that could have been the difference in a series win versus a series loss. Well, I think he was one of the batters that came up to the plate in that bases loaded yep. eighth inning, and he didn't do anything. Um, Nobody did. So I, I guess overall the, the Astros series is a strikeout, it sounds like. I um, suppose. Because uh, going to my no decision, uh, this is, uh, you know, it was the same game, I think. Uh, Barrios had a good outing, 
but yeah. the Jays still lost. Um, it, it's good in that it, it's, I think that's what two starts in a row for Barrios where he's pitched really well. Yes, or he's starting to, to maybe to not really together. well, but better than his first starts of the season. Yeah. So, like, are we? It's a good, good, good reason to to put this into a no decision because we don't really, we're still not sure what we're going to get until like he can start to to kind of string more than two starts together where he's being consistently good, and 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 hopefully that uh, is 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 coming. Uh, my no decision. Uh, this is a very uh, pitching heavy uh, weekly outcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, my no decision is is the bullpen uh, because you know they they in some games they they really did pitch well, but they but like in, in games like against that Houston game and against against uh, against the Yankees even they they just kind of blew blew the games and they and they lost the game. So so it's, it's again like that consistency that we're not quite seeing that you want to see more of from from the bullpen. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, because some games they they do uh, a pretty good job, um, and it just could but... be because of like you know they they're playing they're, they've only had one off day this this week. I'm not sure, I don't remember what the schedule was for last week. So they, you know they they have to kind of uh, make sure that they uh, don't overuse the bullpen as well. And sometimes that's just not possible based on on the situation in the game. But uh, you know you just want to be able to have. Uh, Maybe more of a situation where, where where Houston was 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 getting guys in just to get have them get the work as opposed to the Jays having to have guys in all the time and, and up and, and throwing. I guess I guess that's where having the starters go multiple innings, uh, like you know five to seven innings is is getting helpful for the Blue Jays. So hopefully, yeah. And even Barrios in one of his tough out. starts was able to do that. And same same like like I said, same with same with Gosman. So that's that's that's. Uh, good on on the starting pitchers to kind of spell the bullpen a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, my home run is as you mentioned, pitcher heavy uh, is uh, Kikuchi uh, being uh, uh, a strong, continuing his strong outings. Uh, that, that's that's my home run. There's not much more you can you need to say about it. Um, he's he's pitching well, well enough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of taking that. Uh, there seems to be all like every year. There seems to be one guy who kind of uh, is is you don't necessarily expect it from him, uh, but it's definitely needed. Where you have that consistent arm, um, where they they don't. It, it's it's the, he's basically the Ross Stripling uh, of the twenty twenty three Blue Jays. Um, sure, that'll work. Yeah, uh, and and so let's just hope he keeps on 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 putting up these uh, consistently good starts. Um, yeah, I, I had Kikuchi as my home run, but I saw that you did too, so I changed it. Um, my home run is uh, that strong start by Alec Manoa against the Yankees. Like he, he, uh, I was kind of wondering, and I think I, I, I talked about this in a, maybe last week or the week before. Um, if if it, these big games, he's just you know putting too much. Um, you know, mental effort into and, and it's messing with his delivery or something. Um, and also, a lot of people are, are were wondering if he's still getting used to the pitch clock. But he seemed to be just totally ready, and, and he pitched really well. Everything was in sync for this game, and that he was the guy that he was the ace that uh, the Jays needed him to be and need him to be for the rest of the year. So, so that was really good to see him come back strong. He seems to always pitch strongly against the Yankees. Um, he kind of put his money where his, where his mouth is as far as all the things that he said over the offseason yeah. with the Yankees. And and it was a really fun start to watch and a really fun, entertaining game to watch despite the loss. 
Yeah. And um, and it was an afternoon game and it was like a it really seemed like a playoff kind of atmosphere in 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 New York. Um yeah, so it was it was it was fun to watch. I ended up PVRing it and watching it later at night because it's impossible to watch daytime <laughs> games, but uh it was fun. Well, I I I wonder if that's what we're going to see more of in the AL East like the inter uh intra division. I I can't I always confuse those two. But anyway, like the the games between AL East opponents will be more like playoff atmosphere except uh boston and baltimore well no baltimore is is right now ahead of the jays so 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 they're better right now they're having a better start the orioles that is than i expected them to um so so no like we and we said this last year about the orioles you can't really um uh uh put you you can't underestimate the orioles they're 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 becoming a good team and and going forward like next year year after this is going to be a really tough division and we don't know what boston is doing boston doesn't know what boston is doing so that's you can't also underestimate them as well because uh you could just get some weird good boston team somehow (laughs) because nobody knows what they're doing all right well do you want to go to some notes for the blue jays then yeah just a few a few kind of small notes of a very minor note to start off um Jordan Luplo was optioned to Buffalo, and Nathan Luke, Luke's Luke's or Lucas, which it's which is it? Lucas Lucas Nathan Lucas was was brought back up, and he actually got a start, I think, against the Astros. Um, so yeah, that, that was kind of a minor move um, so for before um, I guess uh, for for the Astros series. So something something of of note. Um, thanks to Andrew Stoughton from his newsletter to uh, point that out. Um, a bigger news story that came out earlier in the week was the uh, phase two of the Rogers uh, renovations. Yeah, um, this is basically Roger center renovations. Yeah, the uh, basically looking at the the lower bowl as they did the the outfield already. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so just announcing three, the changes. Yeah, three premium clubs. A batting tunnel club, a home plate club, and the lounge, as they call it. Um, I assume that these are all going to have some sort of sponsor to them, unless they're kind of making them all. They, they seem to be all kind of uh, higher end because it's you know it's a more m- more exclusive. I guess you have to pay for a club membership. Yeah. Um, I have them all written up, but I don't think I'm going to go into all the descriptions. One of the, the, the interesting one that kind of stood out to me uh, was the batting tunnel club because you can actually have access to see the um, batting cages, um, it, like behind the, the like in, in the in, in the the clubhouse for the Jays as, as players kind of get ready so you have actual actual access to view uh, the batting cages indoors so that's pretty cool um, another thing to note though uh, Keegan Matheson pointed this out uh, that is that they're you're gonna have another road trip to yeah. open next year to get the, uh, the these new renovations already all yeah that makes sense uh, I mean it just yeah it just gives them a little extra time to uh to get ready and i think that that's just going to be the this season and next season and then after that it'll be normal i guess yes it's it's a tough way to start the year but they will have they'll, they'll make up for it by having some some uh bunched up home games near the end end of the season i suppose so so you know as long as they can get out of those road trips somewhat you know 500 at least that that's okay yeah um okay so um, that was, I guess, that was it for the Blue Jays news. Although That's you know all what, God, yeah, um, I put this, I put this down in the other news notes, but I guess oh, it's more right. Blue Jays. Um, uh, Vancouver Canadians. I guess we talked about them having been bought recently by another uh, company, but uh, the stadium has a new name. It's Rogers Field at Nat Bailey Stadium. It. 
fans are so just that's gonna... another that's another um, upgrade for Rogers facilities. I yeah. say. Um, <laughs> I, I guess they're just the fans are probably just going to keep calling it not Bailey Stadium, but um, you know it's just a, a minor minor news note. Minor league. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, let's do a quick B team update. Um, you you picked the Mariners as your B team, and I picked yeah. the Guardians as my B team, and it seems that they both have the exact same record. Yeah, ten ex- and eleven. Except the uh, their place in their division is vastly different. So speaking to uh, Cleveland, having the unfair advantage of playing in the AL Central, it's uh, a balanced second. It's a balanced, it's a balanced uh, schedule now, though. So it's, it's it's not that much of an advantage anymore. But they're second in the AL Central. Well, uh, it's it, the advantage is the rest of the teams in the division are bad. So. Uh, yeah, well, no, well, Minnesota's good, and who knows, the White Sox could be good. We're not sure yet. Um, yeah, Seattle's fourth in the West. So uh, the Guardians have the Rockies uh, coming up this week, and the they're they're traveling to Boston to to visit the Red Sox, and the the Mariners have uh, they're going to Philadelphia, and oh, you know who they're playing at the end of the week? They're going to Toronto to face the Blue Jays. Well, there we go. We can. Uh, well, uh, I guess. I will just hope that the the uh, the Rockies and the Red Sox uh, sweep the uh, the Guardians, and uh, that way the Blue Jays can safely sweep the Mariners. And there'll be lots of talk about that uh, playoff series, I'm sure. What, what playoff <laughs> series? I don't know what you're talking it, it, about. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, let's, let's get to, get to eh, let's get to some other news around the league. Um, I am wearing my uh, Oakland A's hat uh to mourn basically because it looks like the a's are finally have made a decision they are moving uh they're going to move to las vegas because the the a's they purchased land there and uh after learning of the land purchase the um mayor of oakland i think or one of the one of the the uh, city uh counselors or whatever uh basically said that they're not gonna they're gonna end negotiations and end talks for uh to build a new stadium in oakland so it's it's, it's done oakland oakland well, yeah i don't see much point in negotiating for a new stadium if uh they've bought land in in another state so well like unless this is the ultimate like like you know scare tactic where you've seen you know even like teams like the the giants almost move away and then at the very last second someone swoops in to keep them in 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 the area um yeah it seems like it's it's done 2027 is is when they aim to build a stadium um and i think the lease is up uh for the oakland coliseum or whatever they're calling it um in like 20 24 2025 so it'll be interesting to see what happens with the with the a's but um it, it was uh, i saw a tweet i think from buster only today um the a's have played 21 games and their run differential i think is something like minus 100 which is the worst uh in over in almost uh 30 years i think baltimore over 21 games baltimore orioles had a, a similar one but it's that's that's the, the the a's are bad they're very bad right now <laughs> Um, okay, and uh, there's uh, uh, a suspension uh, news in the league, I guess. Yeah, Max Scherzer. Um, it, it was it was lots lot, lots of, of of talk about Max Scherzer this week. He was suspended ten games um, for having basically too much. I guess we're assuming that it's rosin on his hand. Um, and yeah, like it's 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 we. we 
I think it all comes about from uh, the Yankees pitcher who actually faced the Jays uh, during this series, Jermon. Uh, 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 he was he had an inspe- inspection and was just told to wash his hands, and he stayed in the game. So kind of like the the um, they had to kind of act a little stronger I, I think as a as a result of this so he was thrown out of the game for having too much sticky stuff i think they did two inspections on his hand told him to wash it off and they checked his glove and there he there was this big hole big big thing so he suspended 10 games basically two starts um yeah there was an interesting article from hannah kaiser about this um she basically the 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 key quote here. Uh, she says like rules around competitive integrity work only if you can prove that punish punishment is enforced evenly. And in this yeah. case, so far it hasn't been, which is the, the frustrating part. And there's not really a way to um, kind of measure it. Like you just see um, umpires using their judgment. Um, there's no like like basically like uh, was it, it might have been Hannah Kaiser or someone else basically can can like you just like stick the ball to something and see if it falls or if it sticks like <laughs> like there's there's no way to measure it like and then that, that could be like ultimate drama just if the ball does it fall or does it stick and that's that you can you can clo- do a close up on it with a with a camera I, I don't know it's 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 frustrating that that you know like again like with 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 all things coming down from major league baseball uh nothing is 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 nothing is is done uh what's the word uh transparently and it's it's just there's a lot of murkiness to to how they yeah. they this stuff well i guess if uh if the pitcher is unable to release the ball from his hand then you know there's too much sticky stuff on it yeah when he, when he delivers his pitch yeah, and Max Scherzer was pitching really well in this start as well, but until he got thrown out of the game, uh, I think the Mets ended up winning that game. Um, there are some new rules. Uh, speaking of Major League Baseball uh, and the Atlantic League that they're experimenting with, so um, it's interesting. They they uh, they're they're going to be trying out this double hook rule, um, basically tying the DH spot to um, a starting pitcher. Um, they're going to be trying a single disengagement until instead of two disengagements by the pitcher per at bat. So that'll be interesting. But the big one that everybody's talking about right now is the designated pinch runner rule, which is basically you can designate one player as a designated pinch runner and they can go in and out. Uh, every, every, I guess no matter when you want to put them in there. Uh, so that's, that's just interesting. I'm not sure. I don't, I, I don't think any of these rules have really a, a good chance at sticking though. Speaking of sticky stuff. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see that coming up to, uh, to the major leagues. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I guess maybe the double hook, if there's anything, maybe the double hook, but I, I think, I think that, uh, just universal DH is the, is the way to go. Yeah. Um, the, the other, the other thing is, uh, about the designated pinch runner. That just reminds me of, um, like, and then this is a change that would never happen, but like, I think it was the, uh, Olympics, uh, softball, um, the softball in the Olympics, uh, their rules allow you to take players in and out of the game. However you, you feel like, uh, okay. apparently. So, uh, that's kind of sounds like that kind of rule, but, um, that's, that's definitely not something that's going to happen in baseball. No, no, uh, it, no, it's, it's, it. It's interesting just that this this came out, but yeah, it's it's very experimental. I, especially that single disengagement. That's I think that's that's too much. Um, or not right, enough. So we got, or I don't, yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, yeah, not enough disengagements. I think two right now, two disengagements, and then on the third, yeah, either have to get the guy out or get called on the box. Is is, is a good amount right now. 
Yeah. Um, so we talked about the Rangers having a, a City Connect uniform, and I guess they yep. released the what it looks like this past week. Yeah, so it's kind of a, um, a, a white or almost off-white jersey with red lettering and a black uh, kind of uh, Roman uh, or kind of old style, like old English style, Texas lettering and black pants. Um, what What are your like? First of all, just do you like it or do you not like it? What What are your What are your thoughts on this? Well, I think it's okay. I I don't hate it. Um, I I, <laughs> I can't remember what I what I said about the um, but the letters. Uh, I remember I told you something about how the um the the letters look like they didn't look like TX. Um, well, they look like the number nine to me. <laughs> which I guess is appropriate considering it's baseball. There's nine innings, nine players, but it, yeah, it, it, it's TX, but uh, I guess um, it's, uh, it's a Gothic TX is what they call it. It's inspired by the style of the Dallas Eagles cap and includes a spur as a nod to the old Dallas Fort Worth spurs in there. Oh yeah. There's a little spur in there. Um, they have a, they have a sleeve patch, which is a combination of an Eagle and a Panther, which is a tribute to the Dallas Eagles and the Fort Worth Panthers, Panthers slash cats franchises. Um, they debuted this on April 21st, which is the date of Texas independence in 1836. Uh, also the date of the first ball game in Texas in 1868 and the first home game in Rangers history in 1972. So that's, that's, that's a significant date in Texas history, I guess. Um, yeah. oh, um, and the, you know what, I think maybe, maybe it was the, well, maybe you said it, I don't know, but it looks like the Detroit Tigers logo a little bit, but, um, um also the the font for the numbers looks kind of neat i i kind of like that um this is probably one of the better city connect jerseys that they've done yeah it's 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 definitely you know not at all similar to what they're wearing now so that's you know it's nice to see the departure speaking of city connects i forgot to mention this to you earlier but like the that um that uh, Space City, Astro City connect that they wore against, they wore it against the, the Blue Jays in one of the games. That that hasn't aged well to me. That that doesn't look, that doesn't look too too good. Look kind of like all over the place, kind of very scattered. Yeah, I don't I don't really remember it. Uh, I think I saw a fan wearing one of those in the lots in of the fans stands, were wearing, but yeah. I didn't really get a good look at it. So obviously, I didn't watch uh, yesterday's game because they weren't wearing it on Friday. So. Um, okay. Um, I guess the other the other news. Uh, former Blue Jay Liam Hendricks. Uh, I thought this came out a couple of weeks ago, but uh, I guess well, his, officially he, he cancer chemo, free. He ended his chemotherapy treatment. I think right around the end of spring training. But I think but doctors have have officially um, you know they've done the testing and all that. They've officially named said that he's cancer free. So that that's good news. I'm I'm not sure how soon he'll be able to return to the lineup, but that's just. You know, good good news to end on for the uh, around the MLB. So he, so you know, there was there was a lot of rumors that he might have been traded in the off season, um, but just good that he's he's kind of healthy and, and 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 getting close to being back to a hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, it's good. Always always good to have uh, more positive MLB news than negative. Yes, um, for sure. So let's uh, let's look ahead at the Blue Jays uh, in the next week here. Yeah, so they have those White Sox uh, coming to town back home. Uh, so a three game series against the White Sox, uh, two evening games. Just so, just so you know the times, because you, you seem to be not uh, quite up on the times here with the, the, the start times. <laughs> well, weekdays uh, so, are usually evenings. That's yeah. Well, well, not, well. Uh, 
there's a getaway game on Wednesday against the White Sox at one o'clock, and then they have an update Thursday, and then they start a series against your B team choice, the Seattle Mariners, and Teoscar Hernandez uh, and Robbie Ray will be making his return as well. Uh, Robbie, uh, no, he'll Robert actually on the injured list. Oh well, I I, I guess then <laughs> that's funny. Then two years in a row, he won't be uh, making a return to Toronto. For whatever reason, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that he's still on the interest list. But Seattle's a fun team to watch, but hopefully they won't be too fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you seen, oh, I, just, I showed, sent you this. They have now a trident uh, home run a home run trident that they, yeah. they celebrate with. So hopefully Ho- we won't see that. Hopefully they don't get too excited and throw it around. That could be pretty dangerous. You could put an eye out. <laughs> or or at least two. Um, yeah. Okay, well, we have now the uh, the interview with Gibby that uh, that you uh, you had earlier this week. So why don't uh, why don't we just throw to the interview and then uh, we'll we'll come back in a what a twenty minutes forty minutes I can't remember what forty you minutes said. forty minutes all right. <laughs> all right, John Gibbons, Gibby, welcome to Jays from Home. Thanks for joining me. Oh, hey, my hey, my pleasure. You know it. Uh... It's always it's always good to talk to some Canucks, man. I tell you what, I was up there last week, and it was like, you know, it was like I, best time I had in a while. You know, I've been so long since I've been there, and uh, I appreciate all the support I'm getting. For sure, we're becoming a, a baseball country uh, more and more every every day. It feels like um, now we're uh, we I'm recording here from Ottawa, and I guess you were up in our neck of the woods a little while ago um, checking wow. out some snowy owls. So tell me about that experience. Have you ever seen a snowy owl? Um, I've only seen pictures of it. I've I've I've, I've been near the area and everything, but uh, right. yeah, I never seen them in the in the wild. Hey, Matt, the most beautiful bird we've we've ever seen. You know, my wife's a, uh, into ph- wildlife photography, right? And so, you know, we go out to Yellowstone. She photo buffaloes, bears, you name it. She loves that stuff. Uh, bald eagles, golden eagles. But then we just we were. I don't know how we. First, uh, first, because she always she's been trying to find owls, right? Could, has never been able to come across one. And I don't know if she was just googling owls or something, and she came across this snowy owl. We go, you got to be kidding me! So, so anyway, we tracked down. There's this gentleman um, that lives in Ottawa that gives those they give these tours, you know, the uh, workshops. So we went up, we went up there for five days and shot some wonderful experience. You know, a couple snowstorms came through, <laughs> but it was just a, it was it was a blast. We we uh, we had a Wonderful time up there in Ottawa. Great. Now, you know, you seem to be spending um, a lot of time, at least in the off season, in nature. When you're when you're there, kind of like you know, seeing all these animals out in the wild. How often does kind of does baseball creep into your thoughts? Well, the number one reason I'm out there doing all this because my wife. I'm trying to keep my wife happy, right? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Excuse me, man. Um, you know what? I, I've been in baseball so long, right? It's just it's ingrained in me, right? Uh-huh. So I'll uh, even if I if I'm out there uh, at the time when I started doing, going out there, you know, I was working for the Braves as a special assignment scout. Then we had this book going, and then the podcast and all that. So I'm st- I was still involved somewhat, right? So I had I had to kind of follow some things, um, but I've, I've my whole life I've checked box scores and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, every morning and, and check out the latest baseball news, and and uh, so that's just kind of that's just kind of what I do now, you know, and, uh, cause I'm still a, well, I'm still a huge Blue Jay fan. I'm, you know, I'm a baseball fan, obviously. Uh, so it's, uh, it's just like kind of routine. It's just like eating breakfast sometimes now. And like, like the book says you're a baseball lifer, right? 
Yeah, like it or not, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm proud to say. I mean, if that's uh, I'm not not solving any of the world's problems. Put it that way. Well, you know, some I don't know. Maybe baseball can do it. Maybe maybe that's the answer. Um, right. You you mention uh, Buffalo mentality a lot on your podcast. Can you explain what that means? Well, you know what. Uh, my wife, I would tell you, she she loves photographing buffalo, right? We go out to Yellowstone, and it's like she fell in love with these big old burly animals. Mm-hmm. So then we were just researching some stuff, and we came across it's called buffalo mentality. And the psychologist kind of explained it this way: when in in, the, in Colorado, you know, you got half the you know you got the Rocky Mountains, I guess, in one half, and then the plains on the other. Mm-hmm. And he, he he was relating this to people that battle. You know, everybody goes through things in lives, the, the you know, difficulties, what have you, and basically try to uh, correlate how you deal with things. He says the buffalo, when a storm comes over the Rocky Mountains, a big storm, buffalo, he said, when you watch them, they'll run right into the storm, right? So then they get through the storm fast. And cows, on the other hand, they, they, they're one of the few places, I guess, they herd together out there. The cows will run the opposite, away from the storm, so the storm catches them, and, they, and then they're, they're in it longer. So he would, with the way he was comparing, he said, listen. Buffalo mentality, you take this, you take your storms head on, your problems, whatever it might be, and you're 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 not in it as long, right? You get through these things, you know, eventually. Where, where if you're a cow and you're running with it, it's like you'd never get out of the thing. And so we kind of we kind of uh, you know we had a little fun with that because she loved buffaloes and and, uh, uh, and and not too far down the road we're going to come out with a little something on that anyway. So uh, maybe t-shirts and stuff and and uh, but that's how all that started. So so now when when we come across somebody that that uh, you see it all the time, right? People because everybody deals with problems in life and. And uh, the people that tackle and take it head on and are able to overcome incredible odds, things like that. See, they, they got Buffalo mentality, man. They just, man, here's, you know, and it's admirable when pe- people are able to do this. It's not easy, right? I mean, I mean, human nature says a lot of times you run to stay out of the storm, you know? Yeah, but, no, run, running into your, running right into the adversity is definitely um, uh, a way for baseball players for, in yeah. particular to, 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 to tackle their problems. And you see guys like, like last yesterday, Jose Barrios, he, he, he entered the storm that is the Houston Astros and he came out relatively unscathed. Can't say the same about the bullpen, but you know, like lots of players, that's a great way to. Well, you to know what, Matt, you know, Hey, and now here's a guy, right? He had, he was uh, one of the top pitchers when he's in Minnesota, right? And mm-hmm. then the Blue Jays trade for him, and they signed him to a long term deal. And for the most part, he struggled since he signed that extension, big contract with the Blue Jays. A team, but but and he's taking a, taking the heat like they should. You know, when guys get the big contracts, it go it goes hand in hand. You can't run from that, and there's a lot of responsibility with that. But he was really struggling there. You know, everybody said, "What do you do with Barrios? You get rid of him, blah blah, whatever." Right. But you look at his last two outings, it's almost like he he, he was kind of at that tippy point. He could have gone either way, you know. If mm-hmm. he continues down that, you know, I don't know what they do with him, right? But no, he you know what? He he just kept he just kept plugging away. And his last two outings have been tremendous. He beat Tampa to break up their thirteen um, game win streak, twelve, whatever it was. And then last night against against the World Champs, he basically shut them down. Um. So you know what? Hey, tip my hat to the guy, but that's perfect example of Buffalo mentality. He could he could have cowered and and uh, disappeared for sure. And and I would say that uh, uh, Jordan Alvarez and Jose Abreu are definitely a storm that you need to face head on yeah. if you want to beat the, the Astros. Great comparison. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm 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 dealing with the same the same goal there. Um, hey, well, you uh, know what? I did. I I was up in Toronto last week. I picked up COVID. 
Oh no. Oh no. Well, and, and not had it yet. So I came home and I started feeling lousy and tested positive the other day. And cause I was supposed to go back up there this weekend, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, so I said I had to cancel that because so anyways, that's my cough. I'm, I'm thinking I'm on the tail inside, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll hope you're feeling better soon. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No worries. Um, now you're you're looking pretty, pretty laid back. And in your book, you even say like <laughs> baseball is a game where you've got to be able to relax and slow the game down. When you try harder, it backfires on you. Um, is this why you sort of project that laid back demeanor, like when you're managing a team? Um uh... You know, that pretty much, you know, Matt, that's that's who I am, right? I'm, I can be very relaxed, but on the inside, I'm churning a little bit. <laughs> and as far as being, like I talked about being able to slow the game down and, and confidence and all that, I had trouble doing that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's not like this can't, you know, that's that was my secret and I had a great career. No, no, that's not what happened, right? On the playing end of it anyway. Um, but that's what the great players do. You know, they just slow it down. And where I'm churning on the inside in the – uh, more attack mode, right? But that 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 works against you a lot of times in, in baseball. But as far as my personality, you know, I when I got into coaching and managing, I understood, you know, the, the players are the show. You know, just get you basically my job is to get out of the way, hold them together, you know, make sure they're going the same direction, right? And then uh, let them do their thing. And you know, so sometimes you gotta you gotta uh, back off and get out of the way, right? And so. You know, I guess in, I, the way I do that, any couch I can find, any any place <laughs> I can kick back, I do that. You know, just get out of the way and let the boys do their thing. You know, so that. But that's I've always kind of been laid back, and it's probably it could be a little deceiving because inside, a lot of times I'm churning pretty good. I think a lot of a lot of coaches and managers are, are that way too, whether it's shown inside or out. Um, right. now going going way way back to the <laughs> to to the start of your kind of baseball journey, um, what drew you to wanting to be like a, a catcher uh, when you were starting out way back in high school? Yeah, it's, you know what? It, it, when I first started playing ball, I actually played my first little league game in Goose Bay, Labrador. But when I ended up in Houston, Texas, and I was playing for a team down there, you know, I was I was always that right fielder. You know, in little league, you put the, the, the worst player on the team or the guy that has trouble, we put him out in right field, right? right. He just picks daisies, you know, because no balls <laughs> ever come out there. So that's kind of what I was doing. And then anyway, we went down to Houston, Texas. I was playing on a team, and they needed a catcher one day. And I was I was at the point now where I catch the ball. I mean, it was you know, I was still a young kid. But in uh, the first day I got back there, they had the helmets on and then the mask. And, and I for, first pitch I ever caught, I got too close to the hitter, right? So he swings, and his bat catches me in the back of the head, right? But I had a helmet on, man, you know, and he, they weren't swinging that hard there. And I thought. For some reason I thought this is for me, man. That was that was kind of I don't know that kind of that spurred me on to become a catcher. And, uh, and then I just learned this. You know what? I figured out. You know, your catcher's involved in everything, man. He's he's the only guy looking out at the field, right? Everybody else is looking at at him and the and the batter. And I said, gosh, I kind of like this, you know. Yeah, no, I, I I'm I'm kind of the the same way. I remember when I was a little kid, I. Uh, like a like ten years old, I I, I got a, a book on on catching strategy. It's it's nice. Just Did you? To, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice just to be able to kind of even just catching the ball. Like it's the it's the best one of the best things, best feelings in baseball that you can do, and just being there to catch every pitch and behind every play. It's, it's yeah, really yeah. You know, be almost like to a goalie. You know, I mean, goalies mm-hmm. right there. You know, they, they can't. If they, if they don't beat you, they can't win, right? And so you're like the last <laughs> line of defense, you know, you can run saver, score sa- shot saver, whatever. Same with catcher, kind of, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, now, 
throughout like you you were you were uh in the minors a lot you you saw a lot of a lot of great players come up you saw Daryl Strawberry Dwight Gooden Kevin Mitchell uh even like later on Sammy Sosa Juan Gonzalez people like that Rafael Palmeiro what was it like just seeing those guys come up what 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 did it but what did it feel like just watching the talent yeah she was like wow gosh that's what I've been thinking that's what I want to be man I mean how, <laughs> how easy they make it you know and and um I get you know the the, the guys I mentioned that you that you just mentioned right there. I mean they're the all stars, right? Mm-hmm. They do things a little better and a little easier than most, anyway, right? But there's some. I think I think. Well, I just had a great appreciation for someone that can master something, anything, right? It doesn't have to be baseball; it could be anything that. Uh, and you could tell that you know they were given a lot a lot of God given talent, right? Mm-hmm. But they still had to develop that, and. Um, and, you know, become who, who they are. But I also noticed, too, there's something about these guys mentally that separate them. They, they just, just didn't have necessarily a heck of a lot more talent than the other guy that didn't make it, or or let's say me. But there's something in their mind, you know, they they were, um, it's almost like, it's like they, they could get, they could care less, but, but you, they really cared, you know, I mean, it's like mm-hmm. when they, when they struck out of the bases loaded, didn't, didn't, eat, it didn't ruin their day. It didn't ruin their week or whatever. Right. Or they made an error or they gave up a home run or a big hit. It's like, so what, you know, I'm going to get the next guy. And that's just kind of the mentality. You know, I don't know if that's something you're ingrained with when you're a, a youngster or, or, or what, but so that was part of the admiration. I had said, gosh, these guys can control their thoughts in good positive thoughts and they and they're so confident i i have such a hard time doing that you know and uh and i was kind of the norm you know because most guys and then so a bad at bat first a bat of the game let's say in a crucial situation whatever right then it affects the next at bat the next at bat because you'll notice when when you i would always mean guys would joke about say you know what if if you have a good at bat your first at bat of the game it's like we used to know school Gosh, I usually have a good game because now I'm confident, man. You know that that first if I strike out with two guys on base, it's like, oh no, my confidence is kind of, uh, you know. And then the rest of the night's kind of. So it just shows you um, the mental side of it, Buffalo mentality. Yeah, ba- baseball really plays with your mind a lot, I guess. Actually. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. It's not all, man. It's not all physical. Yeah, it's a large part of it is, but it's it's the guys that can control here. Now, now, but it's interesting those guys that we. Just about everyone we we named off right there had had off the field problems or mm-hmm, steroid mm-hmm. problems or you know went to jail and all that. So they may have conquered the baseball end of it, but the the other side of it, the the part that matters in society, they couldn't. You know, so figure that one out. I don't know. Well, you you you're an all star at balance then, right? Well, well, you know what? I I, I would rather be an all star all star off the field and in in, uh, in in society than on. I guess no doubt. Well, no, that's 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 definitely something that we all we all try to aim for. Um, yeah. Now, on the other end, on, on the kind of the management side, you kind of came up with a lot of really brilliant minds, like yourself, J.P. Ricciardi, Billy Bean, Clint Hurdle. Was was this unique to the Mets, or was it something you know that maybe every every team has a, a handful of these, or do you think it, the Mets were special? Well, it was kind of a unique group, right? But uh, you know, I think every organization has those guys. You know. Um... Uh, I, I don't think everybody that plays the game, you know, wants to stay in and be a coach and things like that. Mm-hmm. Us baseball lifers, I guess, do you? Right? <laughs> and and the, then the real world wasn't knocking down, beating down the door, offering me jobs either. But uh, 
Yeah, it was kind of a unique group. I think everybody has has that. But you know, you go back. I go back to my Mets days. You know, there, there were so many guys that played in AAA there that went on to manage and and things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it was it was kind of a. Um, I put it this way: I think maybe the, you know the Mets just did a good job of hiring guys that uh, they thought were good baseball people. You know. Yeah, there's lots of even even like like uh, Ron Darling and, and and Keith Hernandez. They're they're really great. Like just in the, in the booth, you know, like they're, yeah. they're lots of smart guys. Yeah, exactly. You know, and Keith Hernandez is another guy we talk about, right? We were just talking about a minute ago. Keith was so mentally tough and strong. You know, you weren't going to beat him, but, it, you know, the, he just knew how to. You know, the thing is, ba- baseball, even the guys we're talking about, right, they still have their ups and downs and they have their mm-hmm. demons and all that, but they're able to conquer them a little bit easier than the uh, the average Joe that doesn't make it. Well, Keith Hernandez, especially, he 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 went through his share of problems oh, uh, yeah. in, in St. Louis and, 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 and pulled through and, and, he was, you know, he had a good shot to even be in, make it to the Hall of Fame this past summer. Maybe, maybe next oh, year. Yeah, yeah, I hope so because he was a great player. Hey, he was a co MVP with Willie Stargell one year, so they, uh, yeah, he's good, you know. Yeah, um, and and you you've coached a lot of players, um, you know, uh, Pete Walker. Uh, I think you mentioned uh, coaching. You you, you coached uh, Eric Hinsky, I think, like a lot of, a lot of different players. Can you tell if a player is kind of destined to be a coach, or is it something that, that kind of surprises you? Or no, you, you know, you never know for sure. But there's guys that um, they just seem to be more in tune with the, what's going on in the game than the, just that guy out there playing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Russell Martin uh, is like a prime example. Yeah, he was a catcher and all that. But you know what? I've, I've also had catchers that. They they that was just the position they played. They were they were they weren't necessarily the thinking man's catcher, right? Mm-hmm. And uh they couldn't tell you situations or anything like that. But you know, Russell's just kind of Russell, there's just you just talk to him and it's like this is the intricacies of baseball, you know. Um uh another guy was like that, another catcher, Jason Kendall, who I was coaching when we were in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, same type thing. And, and there's and there's a lot of Hinsky. Hinsky's become a great hitting coach long after his playing days were, were done. But there's a there's a there's a lot of guys like that. You know, Pete Walker. Yeah, Pete. Pete had that. Pete had a solid playing career, but you could tell that he he could teach pitching, or if he if he that's the what he desired, right? And sure mm-hmm. enough, he went that direction and. Uh, uh, but then there's a lot of guys that don't. You get a guy like Greg Zahn, right? Another catcher. He was, you know, he's a little bit out there, right? <laughs> yeah, he knew he knew the game, but could he could he re- uh, communicate it? Yeah, to yeah. yeah to the other guys on the team, or was he going to drive them nuts, or can he, you know, they're different types. Jerry Grody, who I talk about in the book, right? One of the all time greatest defensive catchers, and he even tried managing the minor leagues with Detroit. That didn't last because he was so high strung and he was such a perfectionist. And he couldn't relate to the the young young players, right? So it's not just all all knowledge, right? It's yeah. you still have to be able to relate and understand the personalities and say, hey, everybody can't do it as easy as let's say me or Joe Schmo, you know? You know, like Ted Williams, he 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 wasn't the greatest coach, you know? Exactly, perfect perfect <laughs> example. That's that may be the best example you can give right there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and another guy who uh, came up under under kind of your your coaching uh, watch is uh, John Snyder. Do you, and he was on your podcast recently. Do you see sort of similar career paths taken between the two of you? Very, you know, very, he, uh, you know, he got drafted. He was a catcher and, you know, he wanted to be, have a great playing career, you know, same way as me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then you know when the, those days came to an end, we we stayed both stayed in the game, and and yeah, he he went down to the low minor leagues. It's just, I, it's the exact same thing I did, and then uh, uh, you knew he was destined to get to the big leagues. And so, you know when when an organization put puts their best players with you, like Vladdy and Bichette and those guys, it's because they trust you and they know that you're going to get the most out of those guys, right? Mm-hmm. So they they always seem to be with Schneiders. So you kind of tell Schneider's Schneider's good with the young players, plus he's but they send if they're gonna send their best players in the organization to him, it tells you what they think about him, right? Schneider. And so but he used to come to we'd have spring training every year and he'd be down there early. He lived in the area and he would always he was a great worker and, and everybody just loved him, you know, whether it was the players or the, the coaches, you know, and through great batting practice. Which is like a, it's like that's a number one job. Think about that. You know, it's not like uh, you know, you're some. If you can throw batting practice, man, you're you're worth your weight in gold. How simple <laughs> is that? So anyway, yeah, yeah, and he's doing a great job now. I think you know, and uh, but you, he's a perfect example you gave him. Here's somebody that uh, always thought would have a shot at it, and a very similar route that I took. Yeah, and now. Maybe this is kind of a simple, too simple of a question, but like, how much is it a, a grind? How much of a grind is it to manage 162 plus games over the course of a year, in and out? It's rough. It, it really is. You know, um, Matt, it's baseball's baseball's. You know, they've they've it's it's longer now than it used to be, but everybody will tell you, man, the season's too long. You know, it it uh, you know, next thing you know, it's freezing cold out. You're playing the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I think that gets guys the most is there's very few days off. There's more now than there used to be, right? And uh, when you're doing something every day, and, and, and it, if you're the manager, I mean, it, it, the 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 results your team is getting affects the scoreboard controls your life, right? Yeah. If you're winning, you know, every feeling you're feeling much better. If you're losing, you're not. But but it goes like this, you know. And even the great teams, so there's there's so many ups and downs, emotional swings, and then. A lot of times you get your your families are back home, you know, so you got to deal with that. And, you know, the, the, your, your poor wife's got to worry, but she's raising the kids and it's like, <laughs> you, got, you got the normal things, but you can't be there to help out. And yet you're worried about getting fired or something because teams lost 10 in a row. <laughs> but, you know, and then, and then you're doing it every day and you really, really can't get away from it a lot of times. And, 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 the, the traveling's first class, but it's it's hard. You're constantly you're flying here, there, everywhere. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's not all fun and games that everybody thinks, but it, it sure is a lot of fun and games. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, have you had a chance to see the, uh, the 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 dimensions at Rogers Center? Yes. The new ones. Yeah. yeah. How do you? How I, do you I think- like the new. I, lo- I love the new. Uh, the, the new setup, you know, the only thing they may have trouble is with those bullpens. The fact that, uh, you know, for the visiting team anyway, you know, they get access to those players. You know, that's, 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 you know, I was watching a game and when I was up there, you know, against Detroit and the guys coming down, you know, that could present a problem. I'm sure the league will step in or the players association, I guarantee it will step in. Yeah. And I don't think it's unique to other two. It's not the only ballpark like that. I think Boston is pretty intimate as far as the bullpens go too. Yeah, but there's like, but there's like a uh, a barrier there. It's almost like there's okay. no barrier there, you know. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I, I'm, you know, they've they've had issues in the past, so hopefully security is 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 on their toes. Um, 
How do you think it's going to play out, like the new dimensions? They say it's going to be neutral, but do you think that's really going to be the case? Is it going to be a hitter's park or a, or a neutral park? Hey, it's always been a hitter park, man. I mean, that, that place is one of the best uh, home run hitting places there is anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now you lower the fence in certain areas and the configuration makes it shorter in some areas. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably going to add to its reputation as hitter friendly, you know. And I guarantee you pitchers don't like pitching there. That's for dang sure. <laughs> that's that's probably true um what do you think about the and i think i know i've I've heard you talk about this but what do you think about the new rules uh in in place this year uh you know what well you know i guess i guess it's kind of it seems like it's lopsided one way that everybody likes the pace of the game and all that and if that's the case that's that's fine i uh um i'm not i always like i'm like everybody else i like a faster paced game but i also understood that there's certain players that have to, we were talking about, remember I talked about slowing the game down a while ago. We were talking, mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they deliberately have to slow themselves down to be successful, you know? And so to be fair to them, you know, uh, was it a play too? Was it last night's game or that uh, Vladdy Jr. got struck out? Yeah. Last night. Yeah. Yeah. He struck out. Yeah. Should that happen? I mean, really, you know, here's like one of the marquee players in the game. People want to watch him play. That's what, and he gets, he gets uh, struck out on a technicality like that or something. It's like, to me, that's, that's not what this is all about, you know? Um, so, and we, and there will be, we we're talking to Russell Martin the other day on our, our podcast and even Russell was saying, you know, some, like he, it's the exact same feeling I had when you get to the postseason, especially, but, but you get late in games when the game's on the line, you know, you're set up man and closer and, the game generally slows down because of the the magnitude of the situation. You know, if it's a if it's a game that's close enough, right? Um, and I don't think anybody has a problem with that. Uh, it's just like so. Maybe let's not get too. It's almost like we're trying to just get it. We're just trying to change as much as we can, just for uh, I don't know. Maybe the commission wants a leg his legacy to be. Well, I don't know. Time of game. But you know, but but you know, you, the commercials are longer. That adds to all that stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, that, where that's that's money. So I get that. But my feeling has always been because I, I've been a baseball fan. You know, if, if the game's moving slow and it's not a very good game, turn it off or go home. You know, and, and think about this too, Matt. You know, the cost, the salaries they pay now, and the cost of the ticket for and for somebody to bring his family to a game, right? I mean, it's it's expensive, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. really expensive, right? Then you then you're going to buy concessions for your kids, you know, all that, right? Costs a lot of money. So if that's the case, a lot of people don't go to many games. So if they go one or two a year, let's say that that's a lot. That's that's just, a lot of people can't afford many more than that. Why would they want a fast game, man? You want they want to sit there and enjoy it all day as much as they can because yeah. they're not the everyday guys, you know. So I don't know. Now, now, from the strategic side, do you think it makes a manager's job easier or harder? Well, you know what? Uh, I mean, I don't think these guys. These guys are adjusting. There's no doubt about it. You know, yeah. but 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 is it is it hurting their performance? My the fact, like like you said, we're talking about Vladdy Junior. last night. Or, yeah, really. That's he should. Be, I mean, if if he's he's trying to get a big hit or do something, right? So he's maybe maybe he's not mind's not in the right spot, or maybe mm-hmm. something in the box. He needs to take a minute, like. That you they've always been able to in the baseball so that he can get in there and you know people get their money's worth and he gets his money whatever he ought to be able to do that I don't think he should be struck out on a technicality that to me that's just like yeah 
Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're getting a little crazy here. Yeah. Um, now, from your experience over. Oh, man, real, real quick, Matt. Yep. Let me ask you something. Okay. Sure. Say that. Say the, the Blue Jays are playing the Braves in the World Series, right? Uh-huh. The, the seventh game of the World Series. Whatever the situation, the big game on the line. Vladdy's hitting, right? A couple guys on base is juice. They're down or they're whatever. He gets banged. He gets he gets rung up because of that. You think that's gonna that's gonna go over well in in the Toronto or in the baseball world, or are we gonna we, are we gonna have egg on our face? Well, no. If, if if in game seven and he strikes out on the on the on the pitch clock roll, it it would not go over well. But at the same time. I would think by the time the playoffs come around, if assuming that all not, they don't change any pitch clock times or anything like that, I, I, I think that you know these guys should have uh, should know and be uh, in the moment as professionals enough to 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 kind of know that they they need to be ready. Okay, but you are. Did you see the WBC? I did. Any yeah. Bat? Did you see that last at bat? They said the greatest bat in history: Otani versus Trout. Right. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that one? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 track the time on that. Every every in between every pitch of that at bat, and everybody was glued. Man, this is what they want to see. It was at least thirty seconds in between every pitch, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nobody had a problem with that because this was the this is the game. This is what everybody wants to see. Mm-hmm. So so it uh, in baseball too. Most people, especially the younger kids that they're trying to attract, are they they love those ten. 10 to nine games, right? Where's a slugfest. Mm-hmm. But th- those games last four hours. Those games are long because there's so much action. People, I guess they're just, they just want action. But ba- you got to remember, baseball is not an action-packed game a lot of times. You know, it's just a slow-moving game. It can be boring. That's just the, you know, so so it's kind of like, you know, uh, maybe if it speeds it up, you get them out of there quicker. I don't know. You know, I I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, of course it'll work. There's no, there's no doubt, but. But you don't always have to have change for the sake of change for crying out loud. Well, no, I I, I would agree with that. I I, I gotta I, I'm a, being honest. I I am a fan of the new pace of play, but I was also I was not opposed to the to the old pace of play either. But I think I think you know like speeding the game up a little bit is good. Myself being a, a father of a five year old and a three year old, I can't stay up too late. So these these actually uh, these 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 game times are are perfectly timed for for my my lifestyle. Uh, but but you know guys guys like you guys who who've grown up in the game and, and and this is the first year they've implemented this this pitch clock in the majors at least it's it's definitely a big a big change right well, well you know where it'll, it'll be it'll smooth out because they're using the minor leagues and so a lot of the guys that are present day big leaguers they've been there the last few years that aren't used to it eventually the guys that are the guys that take over the game are the guys in the minor leagues now mm-hmm. that that's all they know right so that'll be become natural but for guys that aren't used to that you know it, uh, um, but so so how many how many minutes is it cutting off an average a game? You got any idea now? Um, I think on average it's close to a half hour. I would say. Okay, all right now is is a half hour? That's like a sitcom. Is a half hour really that like for me? Up? For for me, I, that that's that could be nodding off territory. You know, I could miss <laughs> the ninth inning. You know, <laughs> why don't they start the games earlier? Well, I don't know. Well, see, like. That's that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess it's all it's all t- like you said with the commercials. It's all TV and advertisement that that yeah. factors into that, right? So, or why yeah. don't you know every 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 time there's a close play, they, they get you know. Well, hey, wait a minute. Listen, we want to look at it in the uh, in our clubhouse to see if we want to uh, replay it, right? Why don't you just eliminate that then? Because that happens a lot during games, right? That and just say, okay, if you disagree with. The umpire's call. You're the manager. It's my eyes against yours. 
appeal it right away, right? Then you don't have that. Well, give us give us a minute to look at it before we decide whether. What the hell fair is that? You know what I mean. <laughs> That would that would be that would be extra fun, and I think that would eliminate those like hands off the bag kind of little plays like yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. There's there, you're talking about that was game wasn't designed that way. You know, come on. That's like really. And I tell you what, you know, I guess Matt, the, the ones that drives me the craziest is like when in the uh, you go uh, extra innings, right? You start with a runner on second, right? That's come on. I mean, now, now you're now you're getting in the history of the game as far as the you know the at bat. I mean, just run scored. It's like that's almost little leagueish to me. That's definitely that's amateur ball. And you I know, agree with that. I agree with that. You know, and I know people. Some games go 18, 19 innings, but but you know, if you're a team at the end of the year, you survive some of those long extra inning games. You still win it, and you know what? You earn that because everybody goes through them, right? Yeah, you've been through your fair share of those for sure, and especially oh, yeah. if they're gonna if they're gonna implement the pitch clock, why do you need to speed up the extra innings that, that much more, right? Exactly. Anyway, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just an old fart, man. That's all. Well, it's it's all good. It's it's good to hear different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you you mentioned a while back about like being part of that uh, Kansas City uh, coaching staff. You're the bench coach uh, for for the early, I think, just before they made it to the World Series, the early 2010s. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, how does the current Blue Jays team compare to that that early 2010s core with like Salvador Perez, Eric Hosmer, Mike Moustakis, Danny Duffy, Greg Holland, Lorenzo Cain, guys like that? Yeah, I, t- I tell you, what, yeah, I, you know, when I got fired in 08 from the Blue Jays and I went over there and I was in Kansas City for three years as a bench coach under Trey Hillman brought me over. After a year and a half, he got fired. Then Ned Jost came in and he kept, he kept me around. And I tell you what, I had... Uh, you look at the Blue Jays' young core now. I mean, you're not going to get any better in Vladdy and Bichette, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Romano and, and uh, you know Danny Jansen, and you, you go. These are the homegrown guys, right? And then uh, the same way when I, when I was over with the Mets, you know the um, the system just kept putting these guys out, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so, same way in Kansas City. When I was over, you know, the Hosmer, Billy Butler was there, Alex Gordon, like you said. Then they then they traded, actually traded uh Grinky, you know, to uh to Milwaukee to bring in those guys, you know, um Lorenzo Kane and Alcides Escobar and right. and then Salvi came Salvador came up through the royal system, but nobody thought he was ever gonna be hit much of a hitter, right? Now he's <laughs> a great hitter. So when that group all got there together, it's like, man, look at all these guys, right? And you know what? The, the thing they had going for them, they all they played together in the minor leagues and they won in the minor leagues. But so they get to the big leagues, they're going through some growing pains when I was there. But we had no pitching. But you could, you could, I can remember thinking, when this team gets some pitching, watch out, right? They had a brilliant GM, Dayton Moore. He ended up getting fired this past year, and um, he's down there as the assistant GM down there in Texas, right? That's a smart baseball guys, right? He, they fired they fired the best GM they've ever had, and they you know they uh, they're basically if you finish below a couple games below five hundred whatever's last year, and then we got to get a new manager and blah blah. Now they now they like they got the worst record in the game. It's like, well, okay, well that 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 paid off anyway. So um, um, you could just see it happen, and then things turned, and they made some Dayton made some brought in some pitching and next thing you know, but these, they played a different style of ball that was taking over the, the game at that time. You know, they hit their home runs, but they played in a big ballpark, right? Everybody in their lineup could run. Mm-hmm. They were the best defensive team by far in the game, you know, and, and uh, they had a uh, remember the run uh, outfitter Dyson, Gerard Dyson. 
he late in the game, if the game was tied or a uh, one run game, so he get, it doesn't matter who got on first base, they pinch run him, he steals second, maybe still third. You couldn't throw him out, right? And the, so you're not going to beat them in, you weren't going to beat them in one run close games. It just be, they were because they were manufactured with the best of them, right? They put the ball in play, which, you know, the game turned into starting to turn into home runs and, and, and they, and they won it for them, right? There's, there's, there's no doubt about it. So it was a different, they were probably the lone Rangers out there. Everybody else, the other 2019s were doing it the other way, but they, they said, this is our ballpark. We got, we got to be, you know, build this team according to our ballpark. And that's what they mm-hmm. did. Um, um, but then they, you know, low budget. You know, they they're not like the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays can you know sustain that now. They got the money. They the Midwest team over there. They didn't, so they had to they had to break it up little by little. Yeah, I'll see it as Escobar was 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 a Blue Jay killer with all his just like slap hitting. It was it was frustrating to watch oh, yeah. him watching those playoffs. Yeah, and a great little shortstop, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, I'll, 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 I won't keep you too much longer. Um, You're good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, just one last question for you about uh, Jose Bautista. Um, I'm not sure if you heard this, but he'll be added to the level of excellence for the Blue Jays in August. Well how deserved. Well yeah, deserved. I was gonna, how deserving is is he of this honor? What was he like? <laughs> what was he like to to coach? Well, he's no brainer. You know, he's one of the all time greatest Blue Jays. You know, he put all his. Um, you know, think too about Jose. Jose made his name. He came into his own playing in Toronto. Right, he was a journeyman. He was, he was, everybody thought he was a utility player. He didn't agree with that, right? And then he got together with Cito Gaston. Cito's a great hitting instructor as well. And he kind of, he kind of, he kind of put, put him, or got in his head the right way. And next thing you know, Jose was banging, banging, right? Now he's one of the great home run hitters in the game. So, uh, yeah, you look at his numbers compared to, you know, the other Blue Jays of the past. He's right up there with the uh, the all-time greats. And and, and uh, it's exciting, you know. And he, uh, you know, I say this, people ask me about Jose. The one thing I always bring up is that, you know, probably more than any other player I managed in the major league, Jose would show up ready to play, wanting to play more than anybody I ever had, right? And you figured, well, that's a given. Everybody should. No, some guys are banged up and they don't, you know, or they're, or they're um, they're motivated, but not, but not like this guy. I mean, Jose, number one, he, he thought he, he had that chip on his shoulder. He thought he, you know, he, he got the raw deal early on. So he was going to maximize the rest of his career, whatever that, however long that was going to be. Right. And he also had a great understanding that people paid to see him play, which is true, you know? And he, in the, so there's a number of times he could have had a day off and I talked to him. I said, I'm going to need a day off to rest. He goes, no, nah, I, I need to play. Right. And he was also, he, you know, he wanted to, he wanted to make money, you know? So he was, you know, every bat, every game he missed, less opportunity to hit a home run or something like that. So he was, he was, I mean, uh, a, a incredible competitor. He wasn't well liked in the league now, unless he's on your team. Be, um, but, you know, he, he was going to, he was going to maximize whatever his career was because I think a lot of it, because he thought he got cheated early on and it turns out he did, you know? For sure. Um, maybe, okay. One last question for you. Cause you're, you're, you're a host, you host a podcast yourself now. What, what's it like, you know, you were, you you were a manager on getting interviewed by countless reporters. What's it like being on the other side of the mic? Well, it's, de- it's definitely different. You know what? Uh, we, we focus primarily on the blue Jays players, you know, and, and we talk some baseball around the league and things like that. And eventually we'll probably expand it, you know, um, 
it is a little bit different on the other side asking questions. Uh, I, I think I got the inside track on something. Or I know what these guys are thinking. They were trying to throw out some things. And it's been when I, when I have guys that I most of the guys I've had I've known somewhat anyway. And it's it's it's, it's a lot of fun reminiscing in um, things like that. And we we try you know we try to you know hopefully to entertain the folks a little bit. And, and um, yeah, but but it's been fun. You know, I we used to do it on Mondays and. You know, I sit in here and, uh, you know, it, it's a feel good thing. It's something that, you know, we're not in there to rip anybody and all the, you know, and, and uh, because I do understand how tough it is. Um, but, you know, what they they got it. The best part about it is the Blue Jays have a great team. They, they could very well win it all this year. So it's a good team to cover, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's definitely feel good. Uh, your book, uh, Gibby Tales from a Baseball Lifer, is also a really feel good book to read. I really enjoyed it. Um, well, man, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It's always great to kind of get into into your mind and, and know what was going on behind the scenes. Oh, that's scary. That's scary. <laughs> hey, Buffalo mentality, man. Yes, right into right into the storm. Uh, Gibby, thanks so much for joining me. Hey, man. Anytime, man. I appreciate you having me on here, and I appreciate your support. Okay, and we're back. So if 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 we uh, throw to an interview, do we catch it when it comes when we come back? Is that is that how it works? Well, I think Gibby would have caught it, I suppose, being a catcher. Yeah, yeah, he would have been a catch. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> I don't know why people throw to interviews though, because you don't throw anything even. So, but we we threw to the interview and we we, we caught it and we're back. So uh, now it's time for some personal outcomes. So. Um, uh yeah do you, do you want to start or do you want me to start what, what, what do you want to do here uh i'll start um okay I, I have a very very basic strikeout this week um and that is plastic bread tags you know the little ties that come on bread packages yes, um, yes some I do know those. some manufacturers now do um like cardboard bread tags oh yeah um yeah. you know to avoid waste and because you mm-hmm. can't really recycle plastic bread tags you know even though we throw them in the blue bin I don't think they really get recycled, um, but uh, it's it just seems odd that um, that most bread manufacturers don't use the cardboard tags. Like even I bought a loaf of bread from Farm Boy and their store brand stuff. They use the plastic bread tags. So you would think that someplace like Farm Boy, uh, which you know prides themselves on fresh food and and all that, they would use the the cardboard bread tags, but they don't. They use plastic. Well, maybe the plastic uh, bread tags are, are fresher, and that's why they uh, they they, <laughs> uh, they they pride themselves on freshness. They use the fresh plastic bread tags, and also, though, maybe this is part of it. Uh, the the cardboard bread tags might be a little bit less stable, and and and, and you might have more spoilage if they if they no, rip the, and, and cause some bags to open. The cardboard tags are are pretty good. I, I like are them. They? I think I think all bread manufacturers should switch to the cardboard bread tags uh, now so strike strikeout will, plastic bread tags no there those will are still no be good. a plastic sorry sorry there will still be a plastic bread tag bread tag industry because i don't think that you could have a cardboard bread tag on the milk uh bags i don't think that that, that would hold up uh i think it might they, ha- they have a or is that just a milk tag is that a separate is that a separate company do they make milk tags and bread tags <laughs> i i think you could do the cardboard tags on uh on the milk bags I don't think you could do. You're not going to switch the plastic bags to uh, to paper bags to hold the the milk, but uh, that would not work. That yeah. would not work. I can guarantee that. Yeah. All right, what's your strikeout? 
Um, well, I, I'm, I'm not going to go with this. I'm going to go with my no decision to start with because uh, we're just coming off that uh, that Gibby interview. And and Bo was homesick on Friday. So it's a no decision because uh, we, we he, he could have very potentially had to stay home on Thursday and I would have had to cancel that interview. Uh, so, so so it's good that that he he kind of held off and 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 was able to, to, to go to school on that Thursday. It's not great that he was sick, but he is feeling better now. We've all been dealing with the same kind of cough. I think we, we uh, mostly edited them out of last episode, but uh, he, he, got, he was the last one to get it, so he had to stay home on, on Friday. Uh, but he got some time with, with, with Krista and I, so that, that was good for him, but uh, not good that he was sick. Well, he, he could have helped you interview Gibby. From what I remember of reading his book, uh, Gibby is, is big on kids, so... I think That's true. Maybe maybe that. maybe Bo could have uh, conducted the interview, but it might, might have just been basically just mostly peekaboo. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, all right, my no decision is uh, that it is softball season officially. Sort of. Um, we we got our softball gear out of storage yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. We were expecting to have a, a practice today, but the weather. Uh, has postponed that, unfortunately. Yes. But uh, we have practice coming up on Wednesday, and then uh, we moved the, today's practice to next Saturday. And then uh, maybe we'll get some practice in next the uh, the first week of May. But our our season, uh, our seasons, I should say, because we play on three nights, uh, kick off the first week of May. So uh, looking forward to that. But unfortunately, right now, uh, it doesn't look like softball season because of the rain. But, you know. No, we're close. We're close. Um, okay, well, I'm going to go with my strikeout now. Uh, my strikeout is 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 shorts uh, because we had that kind of brief weekend of, of really nice weather, um, and so you know Leo got to wear his shorts. Uh, but it's a strikeout because it's, it was hard to convince him that he had to wear pants during the, the cold week. In fact, he had to, <laughs> there were a couple of days where he still. Uh, was stubborn and, and wore his shorts to school. So that's that's why it's my strikeout because you know it was not shorts weather <laughs> earlier in the week, but, but no. Leo insisted on wearing wearing shorts. So uh, yeah, but he, he he's back to back on the pants train right now. Um, hopefully uh, we won't have to have any more convincing of, of of not to wear shorts. But it's 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 not an easy argument to have with um, a five year old who doesn't necessarily abide by logic. Right. Well, I I think we're we're getting closer to short season. I wore shorts yesterday. It wasn't the warmest day, but uh, it was it was good for shorts. Yeah, it was. Well, yesterday was actually. It, it, I think it was twenty six degrees around there. Uh, and, yeah, but it, it a bit windy, off, but uh, it was, yeah, it cooled off a little bit though. But yeah. when the sun was behind the clouds, it was kind of cool. there. There was a shorts window in there yesterday. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, my home run is uh, I, I picked up some new walking shoes yesterday. Um, I, I I have shoes that are okay for walking, but they're actually like they're technically branded as running shoes. And there is a slight difference between running shoes and walking shoes. Like I think it mainly in like where the cushioning is because uh, I was I was researching what kind of shoe to get because I do a lot of walking uh, and and basically it's. Like you want something that uh, cushions your entire foot, but there's a little more uh, requirement for cushioning in in uh, in your heel because that's where you put most of your weight down when you walk, as opposed to running, which would be you probably 
more closer to the front of your foot, right? The ball um, of your foot, or whatever yeah, you yeah. want to call it. So, uh, so yeah, I went out shopping for some some shoes yesterday and managed to find uh, a pretty good good pair. Uh, like, wasn't expecting to find one so quickly, but uh, what, tried what did, on what did you, three did pairs you and uh, ended up with a pair of Skechers. Uh, watching ah, shoes. That's what I was thinking. Uh, so I haven't. Uh, I, I wasn't really thinking of Skechers. I was thinking uh, New Balance was what I was kind of looking at. But we uh, we ended up. I, I tried on a pair of New Balance, but I didn't really like them. They were a bit too stiff. Um, but the, the Skechers turned out really well. I haven't worn them outside yet. I'm going to wait until it's drier so that mm. uh, I, I don't uh, get the shoes too wet, but, uh, but yeah, looking forward to wearing some proper walking shoes to go out walking. Right. Well, speaking of wet shoes, I'm going to go to my error. Um, I've, it's been, it's, I've, I've discussed this many times. I'm, I'm, I'm working on, on, on training for the half marathon and I went out for a run on this past Monday. And I don't know if you know, but it was, it was pretty, it was, it got pretty rainy Monday morning. Um, and, so I I, I, I I like to record my runs because I know pretty it's pretty accurate on my Apple Watch how how far I travel with my uh, runs on my on my distances because I I it's it's I don't want to run too far and tire myself out. Um, but it was raining. My watch got really 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 wet and it recorded my run as an open water swim. Uh, so <laughs> that's not I'm too not sure inaccurate though. Well, well, the, the weird thing is though is how it recorded like it's it my my the swims that I took. Apparently, I don't know how I was running, but well, uh, were you like waving I, your arms around? I don't know because it said I did a breaststroke, a butterfly freestyle, and a backstroke. So I don't know. I don't know how that 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 happened. I don't know. I was running forwards the whole time, but I, uh, and I wasn't flailing my arms around. But that's that's how it recorded my uh, my, my my workout as an open water swim. Well, I was going to say a, f- a few weeks ago that probably wouldn't be too far off because there was a lot of water uh, on on the roads and and whatnot. No, so. I, it was it was pretty wet. But and, and I you know I talked about this in my newsletter. Like I, I I thought about you know just maybe postponing a day or, or or not not going. But you know like this is potentially weather that I might have to face on race day. So I gotta I gotta get used to it. And yeah, it's not it's not fun to to run when it's that wet. Like there's a, a little feature on the on the Apple Watch that you have to like kind of press to kind of I guess it fans out all the water and it, it definitely like it locked itself. I couldn't do anything because it was it was waterlogged and full of water because it thought I was going for a swim. <laughs> it waterlogged. I see that's a that's a good way of putting it. It since it was logging lots of of water for you. It swims. Yes. Uh, yeah. Do you have a, a home run? I see your slot is blank in the notes. No, here. no. I, oh, I thought I thought three was was. Was it was enough? I, I I don't have any any obvious home runs for the for the week. I guess my my home run is that it, is that I survived that run and didn't drown. I I, I, I swam well. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that about does it for this week. I hope everyone enjoyed the Gibby interview. Um, I as we're recording right now, I haven't listened to it yet. I'm I'm waiting until the the release date of uh, Monday morning and, and listen with everybody else at the same time. Well, not at the same time. I don't know when people listen to their podcasts, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully everyone enjoys it and um, and you should go read uh, his his book. Uh, I, is it out yet? Has it been? Yeah, it's out. Tales of a Baseball Lifer. And yeah, if if you enjoyed Gibby's interview uh, and you enjoyed this podcast, uh, you know, subscribe to us, rate us. 
in the uh, whatever Apple store or whatever store that you listen to your podcasts in um, and tell a friend about the podcast. Yeah, I, I think the uh, the tell a friend part is the more important aspect of uh, sharing podcasts. Uh, reviews are great and all, but uh, telling other people about it is uh, helps a lot more. Well, assuming that they listen to it because the reviews are good because of the whole uh, uh, algorithm thing. Telling friends is, is more of an analog algorithm, I, <laughs> I suppose. All right. Well, I guess we will see what the what the week brings uh, ahead with the Blue Jays. Hopefully, uh, despite me wanting the Mariners to perform well, uh, that they don't perform well against the Blue Jays. We'll see. Uh, we'll see where they are next Sunday. Okay. Hey, bye. Bye-bye. Looking at you in the alley by the light switch. Who watches over you?